Welcome to the Story King podcast, where great stories are read, discussed, and given their due honor. I'm your host, John Carlo, and we'll be continuing our season three daily series, reading through the fairy tales of the great Hans Christian Andersen. So we are now up to the fifth and sixth installment of The Snow Queen. The fifth story is called The Little Robber Girl. And just so you know, I did have to edit this one a bit. Though these are children's stories, they don't always sound appropriate for all ages by modern standards. So I made some slight changes here and there. Anyway, here it is. They drove through the dark forest, but the coach shone like a torch. It dazzled the robbers, and that they couldn't stomach. It's gold, it's gold, they shouted, rushed forwards, seized the horses, chased off the small jockeys, the coachmen and the servants, and then pulled little Gerda out of the carriage. She's plump, she's fine, she's fattened with nut kernels, said the old robber woman, who had long wiry whiskers and eyebrows that hung down over her eyes. She's as good as a little fattened lamb, oh how delicious she'll taste, and she drew out her shiny knife and it gleamed in a horrible way. Ow, the old woman suddenly cried out. She had been bitten in the ear by her own little daughter, who hung on her back and was so wild and unkempt it was a joy to see. You nasty little brat, her mother said and forgot about slaughtering Gerda. She's to play with me, the little robber girl said. She's to give me her muff and her beautiful dress, and she bit her mother again, so the robber woman leapt into the air and turned around, and all the robbers laughed and said, See how she dances with her young brat? I want to go inside the coach, the little robber girl said, and simply had to have her will, for she was so spoiled and so stubborn. She and Gerda sat down in it, and then they drove over tree stumps and thorn bushes deeper into the forest. The little robber girl was as big as Gerda, but stronger, more broad-shouldered and dark-skinned. Her eyes were quite black, so they almost looked sad. She took Gerda by the waist and said, They're not going to kill you, as long as I don't get angry with you. Are you really a princess? No, little Gerda said, and told her everything she had experienced and how fond she was of little Kai. The robber girl looked at her very seriously, nodded slightly, and said, They are not going to kill you, and if I nevertheless should happen to get angry with you, I'd rather do it myself. And then she dried Gerda's eyes and stuffed both her hands in the lovely muff, which was so soft and so warm. Now the coach came to a stop. There in the middle of the courtyard of a robber's castle, there were great cracks in it from top to bottom. Ravens and crows flew out of the open holes, and the huge fierce dogs, each of which looked as if it could swallow a whole human being, leapt high into the air, but they didn't bark, for that was forbidden. In the large old sooty hall, a large fire was burning in the middle of the stone floor. The smoke gathered up under the roof and had to find its own way out. A large cauldron of soup was stewing, and both hares and rabbits were being turned on a spit. You're to sleep with me here, along with all my small animals, the robber girl said. They were given food and drink, and then they went over into a corner where straw and blankets lay. Above them, on lathes and perches, sat almost a hundred pigeons, all of which seemed to be asleep, although they turned slightly when the young girls came. They are all mine, the little robber girl said, and swiftly grabbed one of those closest, held it by its legs, and shook it so that it flapped its wings. Kiss it, she cried out, and slapped Gerda in the face with it. 
There the forest rascals are sitting, she continued, and further back showed a host of bars that had been fixed in front of a hole high up in the wall. They're forest rascals, those two. They'll fly off at once if one doesn't have them securely behind bars. And here's my dear old Pooh. And she pulled out by the antlers a reindeer that had a shiny copper ring round its neck and was bound. We also have to have him tied up, otherwise he too would run away from us. But say again what you told me about little Kai, and why you set out into the great wide world. And Gerda told her from the beginning, and the pigeons cooed up there in their cage. The other pigeons slept. The little robber girl placed her arm round Gerda's neck, held a knife in the other hand, and fell noisily asleep. But Gerda simply couldn't close her eyes. She didn't know if she was going to live or die. The robbers were sitting around the fire, singing and drinking, and the old robber woman was doing somersaults. Oh, it was quite terrible for the little girl to watch. Then the wood pigeon said, Coo, coo, we've seen little Kai. A white hen bore his sledge. He sat in the Snow Queen's carriage, which streaked down low above the forest where we lay in our nest. She blew on us young birds, and all of them died except the two of us two. Coo, coo. What are you saying up there? Gerda called out. Where was the Snow Queen heading? Do you know anything about that? She's sure to have been on her way to Lapland, for there is always snow and ice there. Just ask the reindeer, who's bound on the rope. There's ice and snow there. It's wonderful and marvelous there, the reindeer said. There you can run around freely in the vast gleaming valleys. There the Snow Queen has her summer tent, but her permanent palace is up near the North Pole, on the island they call Spitsbergen. Oh, Kai, little Kai, Gerda sighed. In the morning... Gerda told the little robber girl everything the wood pigeons had said, and the little robber girl looked quite serious, but nodded and said, It's all the same, it's all the same. Do you know where Lapland is? she asked the reindeer. Who could know better than I can, the animal said, and its eyes rolled in its head. That is where I was born and bred, where I have cavorted on the fields of snow. Listen, the robber girl said to Gerda, you can see that all our men are away at the moment, but the old woman's still here, and she stays put. But during the morning, she drinks from her big bottle and then takes a little nap. Now I'm going to do something for you. She leapt out of bed, went over to her mother's neck, pulled her by the whiskers and said, Good morning, my fine little nanny goat. And her mother flicked her under the nose so it turned red and blue, but it was all out of pure affection. And when her mother had drunk from her bottle and was taking a little nap, the robber girl went over to the reindeer and said, I will loosen your rope and help you outside so you can run off to Lapland, but you must go as fast as ever you can and take this little girl for me to the Snow Queen's palace where her playmate is. You've heard what she told me, for she spoke loudly enough and you were eavesdropping. The reindeer leapt into the air with joy. The robber girl lifted little Gerda up and took the precaution of binding her, even of giving her a cushion to sit on. It's all the same, she said. Here are your furry boots, for it will be cold. But I'll keep them off myself. It's too delightful. But I won't let you freeze, even so. Here are my mother's big mittens. They'll reach right up to your elbows. Stick your hands in. Now your hands look just like those of my hideous mother. And Gerda cried with joy. I can't stand you blubbering like that, the little robber girl said. You should be looking very pleased instead right now. And here are two loaves and a ham for you, so you won't go hungry. Both were fixed behind her on the reindeer. The little robber girl opened the door, enticed all the big dogs inside, and then she cut through the rope and said to the reindeer, Off you run, but take good care of the little girl. 
and Gerda stretched out her hands with the large mittens on out towards the robber girl and said goodbye, and the reindeer shot off her shrubs and tree stumps through the great forest over bogs and steps as fast as it could. The wolves howled and the ravens cawed. Whoosh, whoosh, it said up in the sky. It was as if it sneezed red. Those are my old northern lights, the reindeer said. Just look at how they gleam. And it shot off even faster, night and day. The loaves were eaten, the ham too, and then they were in Lapland. And now here is the sixth story, which is called The Lap Woman and the Finmark Woman. They stopped at a tiny house. It was so pitiful. The roof went right down to the ground, and the door was so low that the family had to creep on their stomachs when they wanted to go in or out. There was no one at home here except an old lap woman who was frying fish in the light of a train oil lamp, and the reindeer told her Gerda's entire story, but first its own, for it felt that it was much more important. And Gerda was so perishing with cold that she couldn't speak. Oh, you poor things, the lap woman said. In that case, you still have a long way to go. You have to cover 600 miles or so into Finnmark, for there the Snow Queen is out in the country, burning blue lights every single evening. I'll write a few words on some split cod. I haven't any paper. I'll give it to you for the Finnmark woman up there. She can give you better directions than I can. And when Gerda had been warmed up and had something to eat and drink, the lap woman wrote a few words on some split cod, told Gerda to take good care of it, bound her to the reindeer once more, and off it leapt. Whoosh, whoosh, it said, up in the sky. All night long the loveliest blue northern lights gleamed, and then they came to Finnmark and knocked on the chimney of the Finnmark woman, for she didn't even have a door. It was so hot inside that the Finnmark woman went around practically naked. She was tiny and her complexion muddy. She immediately loosened little Gerda's clothes, took off her mittens and boots, for otherwise she would have been too hot, placed a piece of ice on the reindeer's head, and then read what had been written on the split cod. She read it three times, and then she knew it by heart, and she then put the fish in the cooking pot, for she never wasted anything. First the reindeer told its story, then little Gerda's, and the Finnmark woman blinked her wise eyes but didn't say anything. You are so wise, the reindeer said. I know you can tie up all the winds in the world on a piece of sewing thread. If the skipper undoes the one knot, he gets a fair wind. If he undoes the other, it blows hard. And if he undoes the third and fourth, there is such a gale that the forests blow down. Won't you give the little girl a potion so she can have the strength of twelve men and overpower the Snow Queen? The strength of twelve men, the Finnmark woman said. Yes, that should do the trick. And she went over to a shelf, took out a large rolled-up hide, and unrolled it. On it, strange letters were written, and the Finnmark woman read away till the sweat poured down her forehead. But the reindeer entreated the woman on Gerda's behalf yet again, and Gerda looked at the Finnmark woman with such imploring, tear-filled eyes that the woman blinked her own once more and drew the reindeer over into a corner where she whispered to it while giving it a fresh piece of ice on its head. It's true that little Kai is with the Snow Queen and finds everything perfect there and believes it is the best place in the world, but that is because he has got a shard of glass in his heart and a small speck of glass in his eye. They must be removed, otherwise he can never become a human being again and the Snow Queen will retain her power over him. But can't you find something for little Gerda that will give her power over everything? I can't give her greater power than she already has. Can't you see how great that is? Can't you see how humans and animals have to serve her? How she has managed to get so far in the world on her own bare feet? 
She must not be told of her power by us. It resides in her heart. It exists because she is a sweet, innocent child. If she is unable of her own accord to get to the Snow Queen and remove the glass from little Kai, we cannot help her to do so. A dozen miles from here, the Snow Queen's garden starts. You can carry the little girl up to that point. Set her down by the large bush that stands in the snow with its red berries. Don't stand there chatting away and hurry back here. And then the Finnmark woman lifted little Gerda up onto the reindeer, who sped off as swiftly as it could. Oh, I've forgotten my boots, I've forgotten my mittens, little Gerda cried out. She could feel this in the biting cold, but the reindeer didn't dare stop. It ran until it came to the large bush with the red berries. There it set Gerda down, kissed her on the lips, and large glistening tears ran down its cheeks, and it ran back as swiftly as it could back again. There stood poor Gerda, without any shoes, without any mittens, in the middle of the frightful cold of Finnmark. She ran forward as fast as she could, and was met by a whole regiment of snowflakes, but they did not fall from the sky, which was perfectly clear and gleaming with northern lights. The snowflakes followed the ground, and the closer they came, the larger they became. Gerda recalled how large and odd they had looked when she had looked at them through the burning glass, but here they were, really large and frightening in a completely different way. They were alive. They were the Snow Queen's outposts. They had the strangest shapes. Some looked like large, ugly hedgehogs, others like whole coils of snakes that stuck out their heads, and yet others like small, fat bears with bristling hairs, all of them gleaming white, all of them were live snowflakes. Then little Gerda said her Lord's Prayer, and the cold was so severe that she could see her own breath. It stood out from her mouth like a great cloud of smoke. Her breath became increasingly dense and formed itself into small bright angels that grew larger and larger when they touched the ground, and all of them were wearing helmets on their heads and were holding spears and shields in their hands. They grew in number, and when Gerda had finished her Lord's Prayer, there was a whole legion around her. They jabbed at the horrible snowflakes with their spears, and the snowflakes broke into a hundred pieces, and little Gerda was able to move on safe and undaunted. The angels patted her feet and hands so she should feel less how cold they were and walked briskly on towards the Snow Queen's palace. But now we must first have a look at how Kai is getting on. It is true he wasn't thinking of little Gerda, least of all that she was standing outside the palace. So those were the fifth and sixth stories of the Snow Queen. For today's writing prompt, I want you to think of the theme of snowflakes. In the story we just read, the snowflakes are creatures that want to attack Gerda. Angels have to come and help her. What kind of creatures can you create from snowflakes? Maybe a bunch of them need to join together so that they can form some kind of living snowman, or maybe each individual flake is its own character. Are these snowflake beings good or evil? What are they most afraid of? So happy writing! Parents, remember, this is just a fun creative writing exercise. No need to check grammar and so forth, and if you have children too young to write, you can guide them with drawing a picture based off the prompt. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you do write a story based on the prompt and would like the chance for it to be read on the show, I'd love to check it out. You can email it to storykingpodcast at gmail.com. Just include your name and where you're from and which prompt your story is based off of. Again, that's storykingpodcast at gmail.com. 
You can follow us on YouTube and Twitter. Those links will be in the show notes. And please click like on our Facebook page. We're at facebook.com forward slash podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram. Our username on there is storyking.podcast. And if you'd like to be a part of what we're doing with this show, please consider becoming a patron. You could choose a monthly membership tier at www.patreon.com forward slash the story king. The link will be in the show notes as well. Thank you for listening to the Story King podcast where great stories are read, discussed, and given their due honor. Stay healthy and safe, and please join us tomorrow for another great story. Until then. Until then.